0: Uh is <laughs> <laughs> attacking
1: Minor earthquake, I guess I will I get back out and search for like Twitter.
0: Wait, seriously? Or wow. Something just fall over. <laughs> no,
1: that was that was pretty sure that was an
0: earthquake. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Man, we haven't actually had one of those on the podcast before.
1: Legacy is one hour I guess so after so it'll register. Uh, oh something. that's right. Yeah, one mic to I'll fix it up. Um Welcome back to Manga in Your Ears. My name is Corey. Helen, and April are with me.
2: Hey, guys. hi, everybody.
1: We are here to talk about old manga, new manga. Uh, our first one is Mars, formerly published by Tokyo Pop, but it's digitally through Viz now, right? I don't know. How do you read it? Uh, yeah, I, like,
0: I don't know. I have Dana the has
1: the Tokyo Pop, Pop volume, so I thought it was another. Yeah, I one checked of
0: those. out the Tokyo Pop volumes from the library years ago. <laughs>
1: okay, I thought it was another one of those where Viz got the well. He's definitely published by Tokyopop, uh, as far as we know, then. Uh, he's unfortunately out of pranks, but we found ours at Book Off pretty cheap, uh, and we filled in the gaps, uh, like Amazon and eBay and stuff, and so it's, uh, pretty readily available under retail. Um, for our new series, we're going to be talking about mainly appetites, but let us get into um, whatever Mars is. Um, the main characters are Kira and Ray. Ray is a uh, biker. He's a motorcycle racer, um, and he's kind of the, the bad boy in school. He also uh, has sex with like every woman that he sees, <laughs> basically it seems. Um, but it kind of stops with Kira, who um he kind of becomes enamored with uh she, she asks him to model to be um to model for her portrait and he agrees uh, even through reticence um i think we get some indications early on that he does not like his picture taken and he does not like him either uh but uh she, she kira is bullied a little bit for going out with ray because high school girls are terrible It calms down eventually, and she actually becomes friends with the person who is, like, the lead bullier, uh, and then it's just about them trying to go through their relationship, uh, and, like, work through the riskiness of the motorcycles, and eventually some more dramatic things that i probably should not say quite yet maybe there'll be a spoiler section for this one because uh i think it takes like six or seven volumes to really get to the the twist of that but what
2: do you two think um so this is i feel like i say this about a lot of the ones that that we read but this is one of the ones that i read when i was a lot younger so i think it was still sort of the same time as Sailor Moon, Peach Girl, yada yada. They were all coming out at the same time. So I probably read about half of this series when I was younger and then picked up, picked up the remainder like a few years ago from eBay or something like that. But I haven't actually sat down to read the whole thing in a long time. And there's a lot going on. It's like at the same time, like you said, it takes a while for it to really like kick off. It does take like six or seven volumes for it to really kind of twist I guess but there's just there's a lot in here and I was telling everybody earlier that I kind of uh, sped sped read or reread this again yesterday so I read like I don't know over 10 volumes last night and it's a hell of a manga to read all at once <laughs> um, so you had you sort of have the main characters relationships and then uh, I I guess, really, their relationships with their family or their parents and their past and their background. There's just there's just a lot. I don't know. We'll have to get into talking about it a little bit more. But what did you think, Ellen?
0: I read this series like six or eight years ago, just checking out volumes from a library. So I don't remember a lot of these details. I was looking at the Wikipedia page for it, and I was like, wow, I totally forgot some of these twists. I definitely remembered that the main guy was like this cool biker dude and the main girl was into drawing and so he posed for her. And I seem to recall, like, they graduate high school and go to college, I think? Do I have that right for the series?
1: Uh, No, I don't think okay. they ever left. No, they did leave high school eventually. But like but the I don't ending think they
2: ever
0: got any further than that.
1: Yeah, the ending of it was like them planning to slash going to college. So
0: okay, so I remember even less about this series than I thought. <laughs> I just did not have the time to reread a 15-volume series, especially with... Library is being closed, and as far as we can tell, this one is not available digitally. Um, but yeah, I- I'm looking at this <laughs> summary, and I'm like, wow, there's a lot of twists in here. I don't remember. And just thinking about how some 90s shojo was really wild, guys. Like Corey, you were saying before the podcast that you you kept being surprised. This one was a shoujo and it's a shojo in the vein of like Banana Fish. Like stuff goes down. Although we don't have any like twins impersonating their dead twin or anything like that. For once we do not have that in one of our Wild Shoujo titles, since that was a reoccurring theme on this podcast for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I don't think Looking we can at you, really Kitchen
0: Princess. Well no Kitchen Princess was even weirder than that, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't think we can really talk about more of this manga and like really the plot lines of it without spoiling the rest of it. Um, because like the first couple volumes uh, up until, like, April said, the 6th sixth, sixth or so volume is when it really um, is just exploring these characters and we're not really exploring the backstories of them. Like, there's a, a plot of someone who stole Kira's art and then, um, and then like, he was caught and he committed suicide because he was just, like, very ashamed of this act. Um, and that really gets into uh, Ray's backstory of, like, why he went to LA in the first place uh by the way he lived in LA up to junior high and uh from when he was like eight or something uh why he went to LA in the first place and then why he is like he is now uh like not liking his the picture taken or portrait drawing
2: oh I had something in in my mind about this one and it completely left I, I think I had forgotten some of the important plot points too like there there is the plot point with like the shiori where she comes in i remember that like as the as the love triangle third person i remember that plot line but i didn't remember the plot line about oh what was that guy's name masao when he comes in i don't i didn't remember that at all and that's kind of shocking there's he's like an additional character from ray's past that kind of comes in and sort of causes trouble I'd completely forgotten about that and that's still very shocking and he and he comes in at the end as well and that's also very shocking I'd completely forgotten the end of this um, but the beginning of the series seems more focused like on their relationship it's a lot of like just conversations between the two of them as they get to know each other and then the latter half of the series brings in like extra people that trigger all these uh, revelations about their individual past um. Yeah, there, there's a lot here And then I distinctly remember there being Like a Taiwanese drama of this I watched like several episodes of it A long time ago But there was like a drama for this particular series And I think it was pretty faithful In the beginning And there's some changes towards the middle But there's also that somewhere Out on the internet <laughs> So,
0: Yeah, the Wikipedia page is listing A Chinese drama So that's probably a Taiwanese one you were thinking of mm-hmm. And a Japanese one And a Japanese live action film. So, no anime, but clearly everybody wants to tune in for high shoujo melodrama. Uh, I'm looking farther down on the Wikipedia page and I'm like, oh, yes, some of this is. I'm remembering stuff now about just how messed up some of these characters are.
2: Well, and I think the author has, like, a thing with twins because I've read her other series, which I actually like a lot, the ES Eternal Sabbath, and I'm pretty sure there are twins in that one, too, so that might just be a thing that she likes. Um, I like Mars. It's just there's a lot going on, and, like, some of it is a little weird. I don't know. There's just a lot going on. I felt like it read pretty quickly, so I was able to get through pretty much all of it. Um, and then there's the bonus volume, two too. But the bonus volume only has uh, one story that, that's related to Mars, and the other two are, like, completely separate from different series or one-shots. Yeah. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree uh, with you, April. I, which I, guess, like, I guess I should say that like, I did like Mars. I read all of it. Yeah, <laughs> plus the guide in which I bought for uh, over-retail, unfortunately. But that seems to be, like, the only volume that's hard to find, maybe. Um. I'm sure it'll be fluctuating like all of out-of-print manga. Um, but should we just jump straight into spoilers here and say literally everything that I've trying not to say?
0: <laughs> Do it. Do it, Corey. Just rip the band-aid off.
1: Uh, all right. So, uh, Ray has a twin named Say, and Say is... Uh, we learned that he had this sense of justice that, like, he had a had a view of the world and it should be right and stuff and uh because of something that he saw um which was uh, or from ray's point of view it was finding out that their dad is not really their dad and it's not even that their dad is not is just not their dad their dad is their uncle uh very complicated familial dynamic going on but say after he finds this out commit suicide which kind of triggers ray uh, because the artist that stole from Kira also committed suicide by jumping off of the the roof of the school. And now that like, I'm thinking of it, the artist did not actually commits suicide. He gets jumped off the roof of the school yeah. and did not dies. I was
2: just thinking about, that. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that, that triggered something in Ray, and um, I don't remember the context of it, but like he was in a street fight and Kira was there, and he just like went into full panic attack. Like he stopped breathing. Um, and Kira had to resuscitate her or resuscitate him in the moment. Um, so he he has psychological damage obviously from his twin brother dying, and we also find out that like there's this history of mental illness in the family. Exams and his mother is also someone who um, loved the kids, but like the way that she was showing the love was uh, basically. Some sort of psychological and sometimes minor physical abuse. Like uh, she pricked herself with a needle once, and she just pricked Ray with the needle, and was like, "Here, here is what I am feeling right now." It's obviously not a good thing to do if you're a mom or literally anybody. But um, (laughs) uh, there is a lot going on with Ray and Kira, and like the the crux of the manga. Like what I really liked about it is it's not. Uh, or he never says that Ray is getting better from all these psychological scars. He's learning how to cope with uh, this. Tr- he is learning better how to act in everyday society without having panic attacks where he stops breathing.
0: I remember that my general feeling once I finished the series was a little underwhelmed. I think it was a case where I really enjoyed the series at the start, but then I kind of got worn out by the trauma towards the end. Did you guys feel similar? And also, like, as we've been saying, this manga has a lot of dark themes in it. Like, there's basically content warnings for everything in here. Um, Did you guys ever feel like that was too gratuitous? Or did you feel like it was balanced in well with the nature of the story itself, I suppose?
2: Mm, That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know if I felt like it was too gratuitous. I think, like, overall, I was, like, getting tired of... of Masao's story in particular, like, I just, I don't know, I just didn't like that, well, well, Wikipedia, hold on, Wikipedia has got him listed on here as an effeminate sociopath, and I just, like, didn't like the (laughs) random, crazy, gay character. That, like, really got on my nerves, and I don't think that I noticed that when I was younger, but now, like, that some, his character really gets on my nerves like it just it just bothers me i think how he's characterized that he like happens to be gay and he's also very violent and he's been in um the hospital and all of that he's everybody's just like oh he's great i just i just don't particularly like his characters <laughs> and by the end of the series i was like tired of hearing about him so when he came back at the end i'm like oh no i don't i just don't care for that character in the way yeah. that he would threaten.
1: Yeah, especially when he came back. Like there was the one moment when he stabbed Ray and I think that was like a good moment of drama for him for a reason for him to come back, but like I didn't really need to see him come back and the way that Ray's character is, he could just uh have gotten into a street fight or something and pretty much simulated that same kind of drama. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. but yeah, I agree that that character was Massao was very, very strange and it was uh Pretty easily my least favorite part of the manga, and I thought it was going to be (laughs) done, but then it wasn't. Uh, it's about him some more. Um,
2: yeah, I completely forgot about that ending entirely, and I understand that there probably had to be like a final drama or to wrap up his character arc, but I almost felt like that whole incident wasn't necessary because it's not like Ray died so i yeah. just was like they could have just left us off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i just felt like it was one last drama vision but i just didn't like i guess the stereotype of his character i think that's that's more what i'm getting at, Is i felt like his his character was sort of a stereotype and i didn't really care for it yeah and
1: when he was stabbed i was like oh god ray is going to die in this manga what is going what is going to happen to kira and maybe <laughs> that's because like i was that was around the time when we were catching up with rick's basket and uh in the anime of Freak's Basket, we're getting to the end of the manga, <laughs> where we learn everything about Kuro's mom, so, of Everybody's course, I'm thinking,
0: getting stabbed. yeah, so
1: I'm thinking, like, dips. he's going to die, but, no. um, and Kira's, Kira's backstory, too, she has some complications, like, she has a, or she was raised by, partially by a single mother, um, but they, she, her mom had got separated from her stepdad, because her father had passed away, I uh, I forget how, um, i think maybe a car crash wikipedia
0: is saying a car accident involving a motorcycle gang yeah yeah and that's, that's why right her mom doesn't like ray be- because he's
2: her father died in a accident with a motorcycle so her mom like hates that ray rides motorcycles
1: yeah yeah um but they the mom left the stepdad because when kira was 13 the stepdad fucking raped ray or kira <laughs> God, what what is happening in this manga why is the shoujo, again um but yeah I, read,
2: the, I i remember like distinctly like buying that maybe it was like volume 10 or or somewhere around there and this is how long ago it was because it was at a Walden books and maybe maybe i was buying an earlier volume and the Lady at the front At the cash register Was like This series is really Really good But it's really Really not for kids Like in the later volumes Like there's a lot Of stuff that happened Because I was much younger Then I was somewhere In my teens, And she was like You know this is not it. like There's really a lot of stuff So I don't know If you should get, get Like the later volumes I'm like oh, okay and Of course I eventually got them But yeah Yeah and I never knew How I, I remember that About Kira's storyline But I never knew I guess I just never knew How I felt about that Like how that was handled Handled, and I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that, and I think Masao is the first person to bring it up. Like I cannot remember how he found that out about her, but he I guess he confronts Kira or something like that and says, You know, does Ray know? and that's when it first comes up in the series yeah. what's happened with her stuff. I don't know. I'm just really conf- conflicted about how all that was
0: handled.
2: Yeah, he, I even feel conflicted about when ray and kira finally do have sex like the circumstances that surround that when she's like run away from home and and come to him and been like you know it's okay as long as it's with you blah blah blah. after she's had this like explosive argument with her stepfather i don't know i never knew how i felt about that even as a teenager i was like i don't know it just all feels a little weird yeah
1: yeah um and like that's another thing about Masao's character is like he just kind of magically knows things, uh, which <laughs> there was no police report, there was no anything, so he would have had to at, like ask around the neighborhood and be like, oh, well, I heard this happening, um, and that's how he found how he found out, I guess. I don't know, um, I but yeah, hear. what I uh I agree with you. It's, it's kind of a messy backstory with Kira and like how they dealt with it. I think it was uh ultimately well handled. Was it uh?
2: No, 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 I'm still on the fence about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't feel like it was unrealistic. Even the part with her mother getting back with the stuff. Yeah. I don't necessarily feel like that was unrealistic. Maybe it was just hard to read. I don't <laughs> know.
1: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, what I was, what I'm getting there. I think it was uh, concluded well, where like Kira has figured out that. Ex- Any further interaction with even her mom, while uh, the mom is still with the stepdad, is going to be some sort of toxic relationship with her, and she just can't have that. And I think that that is something that uh, a lot of people uh, need to be able to recognize, to see, maybe. Um, where, like, just because they're your family doesn't mean that I'm sure Akira would like to be with her mom. She loves her mom, the mom loves her, and the mom finally realizes that, like, I need this support from your stepfather, and he has not abused me, presumably. Um, but yeah, I don't think it had to be rapes, it could have been physical abuse, like, we're talking about levels of parental abuse, as if one is better, I mean, I guess one is better, they're all bad.
2: mm yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I just don't know where to go with that, or, I don't know. Yeah. And I say all that to say that I still like the manga. I just, I, I've always had mixed feelings about that part of the story, and apparently Misao now that I've reread it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the, the manga Yumi Soryo, which I should have said way earlier, but now again, Um, I think they really handle the the core relationship between Rei and Kira really well, and I think that, mm-hmm. that, glue that binds the rest of these really messy parts of the manga uh, makes it an ultimate experience.
2: Yeah, I would have to agree with that. The The time that they spend getting to know each other and talk and sort of talk about their past and the things they've been through, that felt very real. Yeah. I think that uh, the author did a good job of that. So I, that, I think that's a good way to wrap it up.
1: Yeah, like being able to find someone to uh be your own support system mm-hmm. very relatable very nice i like these i like these two characters i like that their friends uh also um were able to be there for them like the i forget both of their names but the guy friends who was Toxia, Re- the ray's best friend mm-hmm. and uh Ki hiromi or something yeah or harumi
2: the, i think her name harumi. is yeah mm-hmm. i think
1: that's right um she was the one that was dating ray before kira and she was like bullying kira but now they're best friends um I think like, those two, or those four, um, being this friend group, hanging out with each other, learning about each other, helping each other, um, it's just very nice.
2: Helen, I don't think that we've convinced you anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I, I just have no real interest in rereading it, especially since it's a 15 volume series. Yeah. That is a significant investment of time to reread that I don't have even for series I like right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also I have just been looking at the Wikipedia page for the magazine it ran in Basatsu Friend. And it's amazing all the series it ran with that are so much more lighthearted, like Guru Guru Ponchan, Girl Got Game, The Wallflower, like so much other stuff that was not nearly as melodramatic as this one. I remember The Wall. I remember nothing about it, but I remember reading it. I remember being puzzled why anyone was interested in it, since it had one story, <laughs> and then it just repeated for like 23 goddamn volumes. And the guys weren't <laughs> even that attractive looking. In hindsight, I was not straight, but... There's also that.
1: Great transition to uh, take a break and talk about people who are also not great, and mainly Appetite. And the ground was dry, but the air was full of sound. I've been through the desert on a horse with no name. It felt good to be out of the
0: rain. In the desert, you can't remember your name. Because there ain't no one for to give you no pain. And we're back, folks. And now for our currently ongoing series, we're talking about the Seven Seas title, Manly Appetites, Minigeshi Loves Otsu, by Mito, a one-name author. Not the weirdest pseudonym I've seen recently, by far. And this is a fairly straightforward BL series. The chapters are super-duper short. They're, like, under ten pages each. And the premise is that Minageishi and Otsu are co-workers in an office, They're both in sales, I think, for some sort of unspecified company. Minageshi is, like, you know, this tall, handsome, suave co-worker who has all the girls fawning over him, which makes Otsu, who's shorter, he's chubby, you know, a bit jealous. But Minageshi seems to really enjoy being with Otsu, and especially feeding him food and everything, to the point where the entire office is like, just go out already. (laughs) Except it doesn't seem like Either of them have realized it. Otsu, definitely not. But in the inner monologues, or just like the inner thought spots we get from Minagishi, he's like, I really love seeing Otsu eat. And it just doesn't go beyond that. So I don't quite think we can call this a slow burn, but it is very funny to actually see how ah, the setup where it's like these two characters need to go out already and have the entire office backing that up, even though... They are two men, since we don't usually get that set up. And it is just very funny. Like I said, very short chapters, easy to read in little bite-sized portions. I totally thought I was only going to read like half the volume before bed last night, but I ended up reading the whole thing in one go because it's so easy. And it's just very, very funny. I think the manga said in like an afterword that this started out with sketches on Twitter, which I could really see. I can really see this sort of comedy working well in like an online environment and i i think my favorite gag from this one was when Otsu was talking to another co-worker afterwards and he's like i got kabe done by minageshi wow that was hot i totally see why the women like this now <laughs> Completely, and, the, and the third person their co is just like go out already you two what are you even thinking <laughs> uh, i i think you guys both said you enjoyed this as well Corey, I saw you posting some pictures on Twitter. Yeah,
1: I posted that copy-on picture on Twitter. If you want to look at it, I'll, I'll retweet it from the podcast Twitter if I haven't already. Uh, but yeah, I really, I really like this one. Uh, I know like with a lot of our um, uh, LGBTQ plus series that we read, it's uh, sometimes a little frustrating, like with My Brother's Husband or um, some other stuff where um, a lot of the characters are like, what? Well, gay people exist. Uh, <laughs> but with this one, you you have Otsu's kohai, who is like, why aren't you dating already? And then you have a, a friend of Minigishi, who is uh, a woman co-worker, and she is like, why aren't you guys dating already? And in the second volume, they go She, to... like, pulls Minigishi into an
0: office room, he's like, look. And she's like, look, even if he's a guy, this is still sexual harassment, you cannot go around coming to <laughs> him. <home." laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And then uh, in the second volume, they go to a uh, ramen shop. Uh... And the the ramen owner kind of clues in on it and it's like good luck you two. <laughs> so it looks like everybody is extremely supporting of this for once. Um, and we, we don't get these explanations of like here what like gay people are in Japan. It's just like these two guys <laughs> that happen to love each other and uh, are frustratingly not dating guys. <laughs>
0: listen, you manga readers, you can recognize the signs of romance here. We don't need to spell it out for you. You need to understand, this is your ship. It isn't the title. (laughs) You need to support it. Or just don't read the series.
2: Yeah, I think it was a good
0: word. Maybe a good, like, palette Palette cleanser
2: after Mars? Yeah, yeah, after Mars definitely. I was like, wow, this is really different. (laughs) Um, I like that the chapters were short, and the majority of it was funny. I just read the first volume, but, um... I don't remember if Mars had chapter breaks. I can't remember, if, but like <laughs> after Mars, it's just one long 15-volume <laughs> chapter.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: think Mars had but, chapter breaks. Yeah, I don't think so. But um. After after Mars and then something that's sort of lighthearted and funny. I wasn't really expecting like I I haven't I hadn't heard of this one until we talked about it on the podcast and um so I had I just tend to not read the backs of books especially when they're digital I just kind of buy them and then open them and read them so I had no idea what it was about um but it was it was pretty solidly funny and I'm not like a big comedy manga person but it it was cute it's just it's funny that they both don't know <laughs>
1: so. yeah. We're finding all of the comedy, like, through this podcast because I think you said that every time that we talk I know, about comedy. Like, I hate
0: comedy, yeah. but this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> we just know your taste by now. We've only I been doing guess. this for, like, how many years at this point? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I will say that there are a number of jokes about the fact that Otsu is fat. It's not, I don't think any of them were like, ha ha, he's so fat. But there's definitely a couple of. Short, you know, like I said, they're one, the chapters are short, short plot lines. Even in the first volume of, yeah, I just had my annual physical, so yeah, I'm going on a diet because my doctor told me to, you know, stuff like that. Um, but the punchline to those is supposed to be the Minagishi's like, no, I love you the way you are. Please keep eating, you know, please don't put <laughs> yourself on a diet. That's yeah. more the punchline than anything else. Minagishi's just over the top reaction to the idea of Otsu losing a couple of pounds. <laughs>
1: And it's an ongoing joke, also, that Minigishi likes penguins because of how uh, Osu shaped they are.
0: Yeah, I think definitely the worst thing that would have been closer to a fat-shaming joke was they're at a company picnic at one point, a whole bunch of folks are getting drunk, because apparently that's what you do at pic- um, company picnics in Japan. I don't know about you guys, but any company picnic I've been on in the U.S., nobody was to the, like, drunk point um and so some <laughs> <be> folks
2: surprised.
0: <laughs> all the companies i've been at anyway nobody got to the drunk point
2: <laughs>
0: um but yeah at some point some other co-workers come over and they're telling otsu oh yeah draw on your belly make your belly dance and that was definitely uncomfortable and then Minagishi just sort of storms in and saves the day <laughs> just making the other folks much more uncomfortable in a good way you know
2: helen did you read just the first volume
0: yeah, just the first volume. I actually didn't realize the second volume was already out because there's so much manga coming out these days. I can't keep track of it all. Right, yeah, you aren't kidding.
2: Yeah, I was wondering, if so would you get the second volume? I think that I would. It was pretty cute.
0: Mm, I would definitely read it. This is the kind of thing where I tend to buy manga mostly if I feel like I'm going to reread it, mm-hmm. aside from what I have to get for this podcast. So I feel like I'd rather check out the second volume from the library instead of committing to buying it at this point. But I would definitely read it. Yeah, full of I just, I have limited shelf space and limited budget, so, you know, <laughs> gotta be a little more choosy <laughs> about what I choose to keep and have to move with me the next time I move.
1: The second volume is definitely, uh, they get closer to a relationship uh, at some points. I was even like, oh, finally, they're dating, but then the next day they have not recognized this at all. Uh, one guy.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's kind of funny because the title is Minagishi loves Otsu, but Minagishi also seems to be completely oblivious to what his own feelings are. <laughs> <laughs> like if it was just Otsu that was oblivious, that would be that was more along the lines of what I expected. Like I've seen a number of jokes over the years. Like there was one Tumblr post that went viral. So you know, authenticity may vary, but it was somebody saying there's this girl I like, and I'm also a girl, you know. You know, yada, 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 how do I ask her out? And then she followed up with, okay, I just went downstairs, she's making me dinner, and my girlfriend thought that this is our third date, you know? <laughs> <laughs> she thought we were just taking the slow. <laughs> <laughs> Which is more what I expected going into the series, and that's just not the setup here. <laughs> As is unsurprising for a series with short chapters, there's not much more to talk about with this one. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. fun, we recommend you read it. There is just, um not deep meaty substance to go into sorry guys you are you guys already got that with mars between these two they're gonna balance out the episode perfectly
1: so there are several there are several puns deep meaty substance i forget what the other one at the beginning of it at the beginning of this conversation you also make one
0: i've been trying to avoid the food puns because the food puns can usually also be sex puns and i was not going that direction but you (laughs) know sometimes they just come out well unless you guys have anything else to add to this i think cory you can take us out
1: Alright, where can we find everyone
2: online? You can find me on Twitter at MindYourRent, I'm still alive. That is my sign-off
0: at this point for every episode. I mean, honestly, you know, assuring people you're still alive is either A, a really good one, or B, a desperate attempt to prove you're not a ghost.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's the second one, everybody. It's the second one. I'm not a ghost. Wait, you still have to go to work if
0: you're a ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Capitalism. (laughs) Capitalism, man. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter. You can find me at wandering dreamer and you can find the other podcast. I co-host along with manga and light novel reviews. I write over on Twitter at the OASG. I'm running behind on reviews because writing reviews is tiring and I just want to sleep, but <laughs> I've got a whole bunch of stuff coming up. Um, we'll probably be talking about that new manga service Zuki pretty soon. And I know that we're also going to have to wrap up the spring anime season soon on the podcast, so that's going to be another long one. There was so much anime this past season, guys. So much.
1: Yes, there was. Uh, I'll also have you on ta- Taiku Podcast to talk about a few of those, probably.
0: I was only aware of one of them, so saying a few is making me concerned
1: now. Uh, well, I, I need to look at what, what all I watched should ask you about. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, You can find me on Twitter, at CompassionateK. You can find the podcast on Twitter, at and You can find all of our episodes over at taikupodcast.com. That's T-A-I-I-K-U. And I don't know what I say at the end of episodes, but the episode's gone now. Thank you, everyone.
0: See you guys. Bye. Bye, everybody.